Hello and welcome to the third Campaign Can Daily Global Podcast. I'm Gideon Spanier, UK Editor-in-Chief of Campaign, and I'm here in Cannes with three of my colleagues from our network of websites around the world. So it's Imogen Watson, Work and Inspiration Editor of Campaign UK, Alison Weisbrot, Editor of Campaign US, and Robert Sawatsky, Editorial Director of Haymarket Business Media in Asia, representing Campaign Asia. So hi to you all, and I'm going to introduce each of you and ask, can you summarize your day in Cannes in three words? And I'm going to start with Imogen. Uh, My three words are um, swim, craft, and inspired. Okay, good. explainer. (laughs) And swim because you went swimming. I went swimming, yeah, it's pretty straightforward. Alison, three words for your day. Sustainability, windy, and humor. Because it was pretty windy this morning. I think they had to close some beaches. They did, but I honestly preferred it because I was sweating less. Okay. And Robert, three words from you. Um, I also noticed the wind and also it interrupted my first interview of the morning. The door kept opening and closing. So my three words are windy as well, uh, China and games. Okay. So let's give you the news headlines because we've had the second evening of Lions wins. So Nike and AKQA win in digital craft for Never Done Evolving, uh, which uh, was featuring Serena Williams. Kendrick Lamar's short film, We Cry Together, won for Filmcraft. And there was a double win for Clash of Clans uh, and Wyden Kennedy, Portland. And uh, one of those two wins was in the new gaming category. And away from the awards themselves, one of the topics of the day, I think, was around humor and how the creative work is evolving after the pandemic. So let's get to the awards. And Imogen, you went to the press conferences for the Craft Awards. And I think we should start with the Digital Craft Awards. So tell us about this win for Nike and AKQA. Yeah, so Nike won the Digital Craft Grand Prix and it was Nike's 50th anniversary campaign. um, And it was created by WPP agency AKQA. And it's a very large campaign, so I'm going to try and put this succinctly, so bear with. Uh, But the campaign was a result of a year-long study Um, with Serena Williams, the US tennis star. And it used machine learning to model her playing style um, from each era of her professional career, because obviously she's the winner of the most Grand Slams titles in tennis history. Um, Then they used the data to improve techniques for young athletes and uh, product technology of their Nike clothes. Um, And then there's more to it. They turned the city into a live virtual map, which utilized AI to imagine a match between Williams in 1999 uh, when she won her first Grand Slam title and against uh, her in 2017 when she won the Australian Open. And 1.7 million viewers watched the Grand Final via YouTube. So it was popular. And um, can you tell us what the jury president had to say about this category and why, I guess, a little bit about what they saw from the entries? Mm, Suresh Adu, she's the global director of Acadia Creative Studio at SNAP. Um, and she asserted at the very beginning that this is a category to watch um, because she said it really represents and shapes the digital industry to come. So, you know, with AI and machine learning it's all across can lines, you're sort of seeing what the future of advertising might look like. Um, as much as she was pushing the capability of AI and machine learning and all this forward, she, she, she actually had a, a word of caution to use and she was telling the audience to use the tools wisely. I thought what was quite interesting was more than 50% of the 600 case studies that were submitted. Um, she said uh, 50% of them used AI, chat GPT and machine learning. 
um, which meant the team of jurors had to really look at the work with Vigor. Um, and she said that we're dazzled with tech. Um, but if you look at it often, you don't know what, what quite what it's doing. And she said multiple times the jurors said, um, so what if it's used ChatGPT? Um, and I just love this line. She said that ChatGPT alone is not going to be enough to win a CanLion award. Um, and while AI is here, it's very much just a tool. Um, it's not worthy of an award and it has to be sort of used alongside creativity and purpose, which she thought the AKQA Nike work really did. Good. That's so interesting. And Alison, what's your take on the sort of use of AI and digital craft and the kind of work that you've been seeing? Yeah. Um, I think that the idea that digital craft is a growing category to watch is is a is a true thing. I think that there's been a separation between craft and digital in the past. And now that more people are consuming digital, you want to bring that level of craft to all of the work that you're doing. However, I think this industry has a tendency to hop on bandwagons and just use tech for tech's sake. And so I would hope that, you know, these as we explore new technologies like AI and ChatGPT, that we're making sure that we're not just thinking that that's the idea. Um, that's sort of just an enabler of the idea. Well, there definitely been a little bit less on NFTs this year. <laughs> so yeah. glad that one's over. Now let's give a word for film craft because mm-hmm. Alison made an interesting point there. And uh, tell us again about Kendrick Lamar and then maybe what the jury president said about the film craft. Yeah, so I, I'm, I'm a bit of a nerd for Kim Gehrig. So it was a bit of a career moment to see her today. Um, and she was acting as the first time in the in the jury room, but also acting as jury president. Gehrig and the jury um, awarded Kendrick Lamar's dramatic short film, We Cry Together, the film craft Grand Prix crown. Um, the film itself, uh, it documents a heated fight between an emotionally abusive couple, which eventually ends in sexual reconciliation. Um, and yeah, the song itself, so the, the film is for Kendrick Lamar's song, which is jazz rap and spoken word, and it, it was utterly beautiful. Um, well, let's have a little listen. And Imogen, when we hear what the Kim had to say, I think she had some interesting comments about the difference between, if you like, film and film craft. She was essentially saying that when she was talking to the jury, she she really wanted them to try and think of it not as a film lion, but a film craft lion. Um, and she said about the fact it's very tricky to separate the film from the craft. Um, and she admits that she struggles with that in her own work. And she says that, Good work is work that gets all crafts singing together. Um, she said, you know, you have to, the stars need to align. Um, she also said quite interesting that she really wanted the the winning uh, campaign to feel quite contemporary. She wanted it to feel 2023, um, to make us think, to make us feel and to challenge us. Um, so essentially she was saying with the Kendrick Lamar film, it managed to do all of those things. Uh, it was a work, that, a film craft that used all those specialities. So um, yeah, a worthy winner. And I think it's interesting that there's a lot of music and there was a music entertainment line as well that Coca-Cola are talking a lot about using music. It, it, it's all about trying to get into consumers' heads when it's not necessarily just through paid for advertising, which brings us on to the gaming category. And actually it's Clash of Clans with their 
game Clash from the Past with Wyden Kennedy Portland won two awards. There was the Entertainment Lions for Gaming and just a straight Entertainment Lion as well. And they've got two Grand Prix. So tell us a bit about that. This is one of those campaigns you kind of wish that you'd worked on if you had the ability to do it. But essentially, uh, Clash of Clans is a mobile game. It's only been around for 10 years. When they were coming up to their anniversary, they realized that gamers really love a sort of legacy brand. They love games to sort of go on forever and ever. So they basically pretended it had been around for 40 years. So they actually created a whole documentary with people talking, talking heads and everything acting and pretending that they were, you know, covering this for 40 years. And they and they also built games. So they went back and imagined what it would have been like 40 years ago as a version and they built individual games. So it's a huge project. And if I could build games, I would have loved to have been involved, but I'm, I'm a writer. <laughs> and Robert, this is a new category gaming and obviously fast growing. Uh, do you know much about this and what did you make of it? Yeah, well, I was uh, able to catch up with one of the jurors, uh, Claire Waring, who is uh, ECD from RGA Australia. And she said, knowing that it was you know an inaugural jury, they did feel the pressure in a good way. They wanted to set the tone for years to come. You know, what, what they looked at in this you know, particular campaign is just, you know, as Imogen mentioned, it, just, it was so well done in terms of the presentation, the meticulousness of everything that, that they did. It had great entertainment value, which is also why I won in entertainment. Um, and just like its execution was, was on par but part of it was also awarding it for bravery because they thought it could have completely gone either way fans could have loved it or hated it if they kind of knew it was a mockumentary that it wasn't you know the the, the true game um but they loved it and they embraced it and it was really community driven and Claire had actually written an op-ed for us about the importance of community and they all felt that they really needed to award something where the fans were at the heart of it and they because they loved it so much that was a big part of this as well. Yeah. It's great so. to see like a brand take that chance where it could have gone the opposite way. I don't think we see that much of anymore. Yeah. I also feel like it shows like an understanding of the gaming audience, which is all, yeah. often very elusive mm-hmm. to brands. It's like, you know, gamers are really like hardcore into the games they like. And the way that Wyden was able to build this like lore um, and fake history is sort of like giving them more rabbit holes to go down. So to me, that's understanding the audience a bit. So we've got uh, you, each of you representing different parts of the world. Alison, uh, this has been quite a good day for US work, I would say. We just mentioned a number of wins for the US. Um, Congratulations. Yeah, well, <laughs> we tend to dominate just by the yeah. sheer size of yeah. our lovely um, country. <laughs> I, know, I, I know one of the categories that you highlighted in design, there was also a Grand Prix win there. Yeah, this was a campaign by McCann New York called Adlam, um, an alphabet to preserve culture. And it was... Um, a campaign with Microsoft that worked with this community in Africa that had a spoken language that had never been recorded before. And it's sort of um, Microsoft designed a typeface for them to record their language and be able to use it digitally. And it's a way to preserve a culture moving into the 21st uh, century, 2023. Um, I thought it's, I thought it's an interesting, like I'm glad it won in the design category because it's sort of interesting it's an interesting use of design, right? Like designing a typeface, designing a language. And I think it's on brand for Microsoft because Microsoft Word and all of their word processing tools. So I thought it was a really nice cohesion of design in an interesting way, melding with technology, a strong purpose behind the work, and it was on brand. So Okay. Interesting. Then the whole story of the Microsoft brand is interesting the way that Someone was saying to me, they're like the only web 1.0 company from 40 years ago, which is really 
I know Apple's done pretty well, but it's still relevant. It, it's as ma- and and is actually very more active in advertising than ever. Mm-hmm. Um, Robert from Asia, I, I know there's been some success um, for, for Dentsu. Yeah, they they won Grand Prix in industry craft. Um, so this was a campaign my Japan Railway. Um, it was it's just it's very lovely you know, work in total. So it also won a, won a gold in, in design as well. Um, it, what they did is they wanted to encourage people to travel throughout the country for Japan Railway. So they created this sort of these wonderful stamps um, that translated digitally as well. So whenever people would travel somewhere, it automatically would come into their stamp book and people started to want to visit all over Japan, all these different stations. And it was just, it was a really, really, you know, well done, well executed campaign. And Imogen, just thinking about the UK, anything of note we haven't mentioned already? Yeah, so in the music category, there was a joint Grand Prix uh, for two separate works, um, and it was for two production UK production companies. Um, so Apple the Greatest with Some Such London, which has won quite a bit today, actually, quite a few gold awards in the film craft. Um, that's Kim Garrick again, my, my favorite. I uh, hope she's listening. Uh, <laughs> and there was another one for another music video. There seems to be quite a lot of music videos cropping up um, for Michael Kiwamuka, and it was Beautiful Life and if you go watch that, just prepare for the ending because it is very hard hitting. Um, but in the rest of the UK, a lot of the, the films and works that I thought would do particularly well, um, they they got silvers, but I just sort of expected them to do a, a bit better. So Channel 4's um, the Diversity and Advertising Awards, Vanish and Have Us London, Me, My Autism and I got a silver. Body Forms, Period Somnia, um, they won four silvers. Um, so yeah, a couple, I would have expected those maybe to do a bit better, but yeah. Well, we're only on Tuesday, so that there's three more days of awards to go. Um, let's just talk briefly about the sort of mood in the festival. I think one of the things that is, is great is we're hearing all of us get it to, to see creatives and talk to them. You hear them talk, the jury presidents talk. And Alison, I was saying before about humor and tell us a little bit about that because we're definitely it doesn't feel like a year where covid is ruining things anymore and uh, we have had a lot of seriousness and purpose what are people telling you yeah I d- it definitely feels like business as usual and i think people feel like they have the freedom to be a little bit funny and lighthearted again i think there were three really serious years that we, the world went through and the work reflected that. And just um, every creative I've spoken to so far, I'm asking them, you know, what are the biggest trends? What are you expecting? And they all have this desire for humor to win again um, in in the work. And then I think the programming at the Palais reflects that because there's Kevin Hart um, is on the agenda. The cast of Saturday Night Live is on the agenda. Um, there are a few other sort of humor-driven talk tracks. So I think um, people just want to get back to not so much of the serious stuff all the time and have a little bit of fun because I think that's why people get into advertising, right? It's fun. Mm, and- it's entertaining. Yeah. yeah. And Alison, I think you're right because I was in the Palais today for a talk by Mark Pritchard from P&G and actually just using humor to sell consumer packaged goods from Pampers and I think it's called the Unami. Is that what it's called? With the massive explosion, uh, with the but you know the babies were doing what babies do oh, in their diapers. Oh, see where we're going you know here. What I mean? <laughs> uh, they've used Kevin Hart, um, and that's for Old Spice. And you know what Mark Pritchard did, and I guess P and G, pretty much the biggest advertiser in the world, 
just showing about 12 different ads over half an hour and explaining the importance. He was saying, this is difficult. It's actually difficult to engage people on this stuff. And humor is very, very powerful. Well, I was also going to say it's really hard to be funny. Like there's so many ads you see that are supposed to be funny and they're so cringe. And so I think when you actually can make someone laugh through an advertisement, like that should be celebrated. Mm -hmm. I like funny, not funny. I feel like that's always really smart. Something that makes you laugh and then cry and then laugh. I feel like it's the hardest one. Yes. Switching back and forth between the emotions. Okay. So last thing you've got to mention, there's always parties. So I know, for example, last night at Snap had a Q-tip from a tribe request DJing until about two in the morning and doing a little bit of rapping. Were you there? I wasn't there. I was pretty disappointed to find out I'd missed that, but that's another story. Uh, Alison, you're a music fan. So what were you doing? Yeah. Spotify had a, uh, it's not one of their big beach parties, but they had a exclusive party that I was invited to (laughs) at um, a villa and the musician her sang and she was fantastic. She did this like sick electric guitar solo and walked out into the audience and it was like really cool. So that was fun. Well, there's one important party coming up, which is the campaign party, which is on the Wednesday evening. And you'll hear about more about that later in the week from us. But for now, I want to say thank you very much to Imogen, Alison, Robert, thanks for joining us. And if you'd like to read more about CanLions and any other advertising news, please visit our website. So campaignlive.co.uk, campaignlive.com for the US and campaignasia.com. And if you've enjoyed this episode of the Campaign Podcast, please follow us wherever you listen to your podcasts. The Campaign Podcast has been produced by Hannah Holt from Haymarket Business Media and Aidan Lyons from Rethink Audio. Thank you for listening and I hope you'll join us again tomorrow. On behalf of the campaign team around the world, goodbye.